This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday, the 15th of July. In your Squiz today, masks on for Victorians. The buy now, pay later market is getting crowded. Kayla Itzina's sells her sweat app. And naming Generation Alpha. This is your Squiz today. It's been just over four weeks since this latest outbreak started, Claire, but there's still a way to run for Greater Sydney residents with the lockdown confirmed for at least another two weeks after 97 new local COVID cases yesterday. Home learning will also be in place for another two weeks. Tough news there for parents and teachers. Also, tough news for Victorians this morning who will be waking up to the order that masks are again mandatory with 11 new cases there yesterday. Yeah, it's tough news for Victorians this morning. Uh, masks are mandatory in those public indoor settings, also in offices and workplaces. So that is part of a response from the Victorian government. Uh, Premier Daniel Andrews met with colleagues and officials last night. Uh, they're discussing what other restrictions might be put in place. Reports say that could include a snap three-day lockdown of Melbourne. What is happening in Victoria is that there were two uh, sets of cases that came from New South Wales. There were some removalists who were in the northern part of Melbourne uh, and also a family who had returned from New South Wales with the virus unknowingly. Uh, so there's a response on the way there with cases climbing to 11 overnight. Uh, in New South Wales, though, as you say, it's going to be more lockdown, more home learning for parents, uh, really frustrating times for singles who can't get out and mingle Mm -hmm. uh, and very difficult days ahead as those cases continue to stay high. Well, let's check in with some good news then, Claire. Australian researchers have found a way to stop the coronavirus replicating in infected human cells. It's a big step forward in the treatment of COVID. And treatments for COVID are something that really need to be developed because, of course, it's one thing to vaccinate, but for people who have it, uh, if there are treatments that are safe and effective, that changes the game. That might not come for some time with some research being done by the Doherty Institute and also the Peter McCallum Cancer Centre in Melbourne. But what they think is that they can use some technology. They have something called molecular scissors Mm -hmm. And that could actually stop viruses from replicating and that would mean these sort of nasty strains could be stopped in their tracks. So that's pretty exciting. Yes, awesome efforts from those researchers, especially because the technology could be modified for future variants of the virus. On to international news, Claire, and the Taliban continues to gain territory in Afghanistan after the withdrawal of US and coalition troops. They've now also been accused of war crimes over the execution of 22 Afghan soldiers. Yeah, these soldiers surrendered in early June and footage has emerged of the Taliban executing them. Uh, There are lots of human rights groups and also the United Nations looking into that. What's happened overnight in Afghanistan is that the Taliban uh, has seized a really important border crossing into Pakistan. It's one of those strategic gains uh, that the government of Afghanistan were really concerned about them getting hold of. Uh, Really dark days still in Afghanistan with the Taliban. 
Taliban in resurgence. And because it's coming up in the news so much, it's actually the topic for this week's Squiz Shortcut. It's a country that suffered through decades of conflict, Claire, and you take a look at that. Yeah, we do. And of course, it's been in the news quite a bit with the US and Australia and other of those coalition allies withdrawing all of their troops from Afghanistan. So there's lots of questions about an impending civil war there. So we go into that. As always, Squiz Shortcuts is the background to the big news story. So you've got the extra context you need to understand when these topics come up. Search for Squiz Shortcuts in your podcasting app. It's been 20 years since British tourist Peter Falconio was murdered. It's a news story that would be very familiar to some squizzers. It was absolutely massive at the time. To recap just quickly, in 2001, the 28-year-old and his girlfriend, Joanne Lees, were road tripping around Australia when he was shot dead by 63-year-old Bradley John Murdoch on a highway near Alice Springs. His body has never been found, and now the Northern Territory police are making a fresh appeal. What they want is for any information to come forward to really get to the bottom of where Peter Falconio might have been disposed of, whether that was buried or whether that was dumped. There was certainly a theory at the time that Murdoch had driven from around Alice Springs to Broome, and that's a 1,700-kilometre stretch of road. Uh, Without that information, authorities do not believe that they will find Falconio, so they really want to bring some of those answers to his family and friends. As for John Murdoch, he's currently serving a life sentence for that murder and for the attempted kidnapping of Joanne Lees. He's never admitted to the crime. On to some finance news now, and the buy now, pay later market could be getting a little crowded, with big players like PayPal and Apple set to launch their offerings. Could mean some big competition for companies like Afterpay and ZipPay. Getting crowded is exactly what's happening there. Yesterday, PayPal, which are a very big American player, uh, announced plans for the Australian market. Uh, Also yesterday, Apple revealed that it's going to work on a service that will allow customers using Apple Pay to pay for their stuff in instalments over time. So it's getting very crowded with those American gorillas Mm -hmm. uh, entering the market. And of course, Afterpay has been a great Australian success story. Uh, and ZipPay as well. So what happens to them next with those big players entering the market? We'll need to wait and see. It's hugely popular with young people. A report estimated that one in five consumers are using Buy Now, Pay Later services. While we're on the topic of big players in the fitness industry, Australian Kayla Itzinas is right up there. She's sold her health and fitness app Sweat to a US company called iFit for a cool $400 million, Claire. Isn't it a great local success story? Good on her. Uh, Absolutely. Amazing. She's 30 years old. She's a young, rich lister. She and her former fiance, Toby Pierce, really have made a great success of what's essentially an online app with fitness routines. Uh, She did really well over the COVID pandemic, and she was at pains on her Instagram yesterday to point out to members that nothing has changed. Her programs remain the same. And of course, she had to do that because she does have a lot of followers and she does have a lot of supporters who really believe in what she's doing. For some of those numbers, the app's been downloaded 30 million times. And as you say, last year was a big year. They made nearly $100 million in profits last year. 
quick wrap of the State of Origin results from last night. There was no three-peat or blue rinse for New South Wales, with Queensland taking home the win 20 points to 18. Queensland's Ben Hunt was man of the match for Game 3, with New South Welshman Tommy Trebojevic taking home man of the series. Of course, New South Wales had already won the rubber. When it comes to the big picture, Queensland have won 22 series. New South Wales have won 16. Generation Alpha is the collective name given to those born between 2010 and 2024. They're often the children of millennials, the younger siblings of Gen Z. According to demographic researchers McCrindle, they've got a distinctive trend for names as well. They do. They're quite botanical. We're heading into daisy, willow, violet, ivy, lots of the flowers, lots of the trees, (laughs) uh, making appearances in the top 100, Um, heading out are names like Madeline and Lily. Uh, Also for boys, Aaron and Christian are very, very last decade now. (laughs) The top four most popular names for Aussie babies born after 2010 are Charlotte and Amelia for girls and Oliver and Noah for boys. It's an interesting little research paper, maybe more so if you've just had a new bub like I have, but I'll pop a link (laughs) in your episode notes. Squiz the day, Claire, what have you got? Squiz the day, job numbers are out for June. Mm. That will bring us up to the end of the financial year and we can have a look at exactly where things landed for that budget period. But certainly numbers have been coming down. The government will be hoping that's the case again today. Mm, Always something interesting to come out of that. Stand by for that. Best of luck to Victorians and residents in Greater Sydney with all that COVID news this morning. Stand by for those press conferences as well. We'll be back with you tomorrow. A message now from our podcast partner, Hubble. You know what it's like. Your friend recommends a great film or TV show and you're excited to check it out, but suddenly realise you can't remember what she said it was. That's where Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L, comes in. It brings your streaming apps and free-to-air TV together into a single experience. You can easily search for your favourite content and keep track of what you want to continue watching. You can also watch free-to-air TV with or without an aerial using the integrated TV guide so you always know what's on and where. It's TV and streaming made easy. Go to hubble.com.au to find out more.